0: Welcome to the latest episode of Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host, Stephen Edwards, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Kelly Nash from the Metropolitan Riveters and Kaylin Schroker from the Buffalo Buttes. First up is Kelly Nash. Delighted to welcome to the podcast, Kelly Nash from the Metropolitan Riveters. Kelly, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going?
1: It's going well. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, it's a pleasure to have you on. It's almost another weekend of action, not only in the NWHL, but also in that fun series that's taking place in Florida, which we'll touch on a bit later in the podcast. But before we chat that, chat riveters and everything else, let's get to know you a little bit better. So where did you grow up and when did you first start playing hockey?
1: I grew up in Bonita, California, which is in San Diego, um, pretty much as south as it gets. And I started playing roller hockey when I was seven years old. Um, I actually didn't start playing ice hockey until I was about 12.
0: Well, that's quite late compared with um, a lot of the players that I've spoken to.
1: Yeah, definitely a little bit later. Um, <laughs> I think most most people start a lot younger than I did. Um, my coaches used to always joke around, though, about my stride because it's a little different than everybody else's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so were there any players you enjoyed watching growing up or did you root for a particular team?
1: Um... I mean, I've always been a huge LA Kings fan, so I kind of grew up loving them. Um, but some of my favorite players on the women's side is definitely Cammy Granato was always fun to watch. And then, well, um, I think Cami was definitely one of the major ones that, that I followed.
0: Excellent. And of course, you played college hockey for the University of Wisconsin, which included two NCAA championships. What do you remember most about those and also your time there?
1: Um. What do I remember most about those? I mean, definitely the, the games leading up to it, like the semifinal games and the championship games of both of those, um, kind of hard to forget. But the, I mean, the biggest thing I think was my teammates and the entire team and staff and everything and kind of what we went through each year to kind of, you know, find that success that we did. And I have great friendships with those teammates still to this day. So, Besides the national championship rings, I feel like that's one of the biggest things I got out of it is the, the friendships and relationships that I still have now.
0: And after you was at Wisconsin, you spent some time playing in Europe. Obviously, that's a very different experience, I would have thought, than playing in the NCAA.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Um, it was It was such a great experience, though. It's actually funny because when I played over there, I played in Vienna, Austria, and I played with Kira... Dostal and Janine Weber who I lived with over there and now it's kind of fun because I'm playing with Kira again now and playing against Janine.
0: This is it, yes. I've spoken to um Janine previously on here. I mean, was there any arenas or cities that stood out for you on your travels during your time over there?
1: Um, I mean I love the city of Vienna. That was a great experience and not only because of the team and the players, um, but I actually, one of the biggest reasons for choosing it was kind of live in a cool location like that. And I feel like I wouldn't have ever gotten that experience if it weren't for hockey. So I'm super thankful for that. But um, I spent a little bit of time in Helsinki, Finland um, for a weekend when I was out there, as well as a little bit of time in, uh, in Germany. So I didn't travel an extreme amount when I was there because I feel like I was taking advantage of the time in Vienna itself, but those were a couple of the other cool cities that I was able to enjoy and experience on my travels.
0: And anyone that listened to the podcast I did with Janine, I mentioned at the time that Austria is a beautiful part of the world and I've been very fortunate to spend some time in Vienna, Salzburg and and Innsbruck and I I really like it there. I think it's, it's really very, very pretty.
1: Yes, definitely. It is very pretty. I would love to go back I actually was able... I had a recruiting trip in Vienna last year um, at the job I was previously at. So that was pretty cool to go back and see some friends and be around the area for a little bit.
0: What made you decide to step away from playing and take up a coaching job with the University of Vermont?
1: Um, I feel like by my junior year in, in college, I felt like that was something I wanted to do. I wanted to be a coach eventually. And I actually had... Before I took the UVM job, I had moved to Boston um, with a couple of friends because I wanted to play one more year. And that's, you know, the NWHL didn't exist then, and I wanted to play one more year. Um, but then the UVM job opened up, and I ended up getting the position. So it was kind of hard to pass up a, a Division One coaching job right off the bat.
0: No, I completely agree. I mean, you're now the assistant coach with uh, Princeton. And Steph on Twitter asks, How did the Riveters recruit you and how do you balance coaching and playing at the moment?
1: Um, Well, I have quite a few friends on the Riveters. And so when they heard I took the Princeton job and I was going to be kind of close to the area, they mentioned it. Um, And then I had talked to Chad a little bit. I actually, (laughs) before deciding to play and before I took the Princeton job, I had thought about coaching in the NWHL. Um, and had some conversations about that. So I was kind of already connected into the NWHL world at the time. Um, but again, Princeton was a great opportunity for me. Um, the team and Chad and I were able to work out a schedule that would help me balance, balance both and hopefully have success doing both. Um, and so it, it's worked out so far and I've enjoyed the entire experience of, you know, playing again and uh, my new job here at Princeton.
0: Dan Rice followed it up with: Last year in January, did you think you'd be in the NWHL? Like 12 months later?
1: <laughs> no way. I thought I was never playing again. Besides my men's league every Monday night at UVM, so <laughs> um, I would have loved to play again when I was when I was coaching before. There just wasn't an opportunity where I was located, and and I love coaching, and I have an extreme passion for it, and so I didn't I didn't want to give that up and Now it's just, it's been great that I've been able to do both things I love here.
0: Michael says, how does it feel to finally have your name on a Riveter's jersey? And Dan Rice says, why did you choose a number you wear?
1: (laughs) Um, It actually feels, it feels pretty cool. I was, I obviously, you know, signed a little bit late in the process. So it took a little while um, to get that jersey and, I uh, I was normally number two in college, and obviously one of my really good friends and teammates, Eric Waller, is wearing that number number now. And actually, the last few years I've been coaching, I've seen all these players wearing number twenty two and players I really like to watch or really like to coach. And I thought, wow, that's an awesome number. Um, <laughs> so I was pumped when nobody had number twenty two on the Riveter, so I could I could use it this year.
0: How do you think you've settled in so far?
1: Um, I mean, the girls have been extremely welcoming the entire time, even if it was, you know, making some things at the beginning, some things now. Uh, there was mostly just a span of a month in, I think, November, where it was hard for me to make things because most games were on Saturdays. And the league I coach in right now is there's always games on Fridays, Saturdays. Um, but even with missing the games, I was able to make some practices. So I feel like I wasn't getting too far behind in terms of you know what the coach is trying to teach us and what we're trying to accomplish there and everything Um, so it's been kind of it's been a good transition and my teammates have helped helped a lot with that with just welcoming me every time I can be there.
0: Before I let you go just a few more questions who have been some of your favorite teammates you've played with?
1: Some of my favorite teammates I've played with uh, I mean there are a couple players that were both both Canadian that I play the majority of my time with at Wisconsin, which is Carolyn Prevo and Mallory DeLuce. Um But, you know, I had a couple games where I got to play with Brianna Decker, or Megan Duggan, and I think it's hard for anybody to complain <laughs> playing with those girls there. So I always try to take advantage of the opportunities. I was out on the same line with them. Um, I definitely enjoyed playing with them a
0: lot. If you weren't a professional hockey player, is it another sport you would have loved to have played professionally?
1: Golf. No question. I, I absolutely love the sport of golf, and I invest a lot, of, a lot of my summer in playing it and trying to get better. With that said, I'm very inconsistent at it, but I love to watch it. I love watching everything in the summertime when I can. Um, it's kind of a, a new hobby of mine since I started coaching.
0: Of course, this weekend, as I mentioned when we first started talking, it is the NWHL against the US Women's National Team. How do you think that those two games are going to go?
1: It's it's tough to say. I mean the the I mean Team USA has been together for quite a while now, practicing, playing games, um, things like that. I think it'll be a good experience taking you know the top top players out of the NWHL, and some of them you know were kind of on the border of, of making that team so I think it could be pretty competitive um, for sure there's a team NWHL has a, a great decor that I think can find some success against team USA and honestly I think it's going to be a good battle and I think it's pretty cool that that they organize this event and I'm looking forward to watching it for sure
0: yeah, I think it's going to be a tremendous two-game series. And, of course, that's part of this weekend's action. There is the one game in the NWHL this weekend as well. But just before I let you go, one final question from t- Twitter. And it comes from Viv's Nation. And they said, what is your favourite sports movie?
1: My favourite sports movie? Oof. I mean, it's hard not to just automatically go with Miracle. That's definitely um, up there. But another one? Hmm. I mean... It's hard not to love the hockey movies. Mystery Alaska was definitely a favorite of mine as well. <laughs> Pretty cool to watch all the outdoor hockey um, and, you know, learn a little bit about Alaska and had some good actors in there and everything. So definitely enjoyed that movie.
0: All of those movies are tremendous. I used to be a diehard Slapshot fan and I used to say that no hockey <laughs> movie used to come anywhere close to that, but Miracle is a tremendous movie. Mystery Alaska is a tremendous movie, so you can't go wrong with any of those, to be honest. (laughs) Kelly, I'd like to thank you for joining me today. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and I'd like to wish you and the team all the best for the rest of the season, and obviously in your coaching job as well.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much again for having me.
0: Great stuff and Kelly. Now time for Kaylin Schroker. Delighted to welcome to the podcast Kaylin Schroker from the Buffalo Buttes. Kaylin, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going?
2: Good. Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, it's a pleasure to have you on. We're in another very, very busy week of NWHL games, um, news, and and everything else that's going on. And we will get to that very, very shortly. But before we do all of that, let's give the fans of the podcast and the NWHL a chance to get to know you better. So where did you grow up, and when did you first start playing hockey?
2: Um, I grew up in Belleville, Michigan, or around that area. And I started when I was about eight years old. Um, and I first started getting going because my dad and both, you know, my brother played. Um, so my dad played growing up, and then my brother was actually younger than me, but he started playing when he was three. Um, so I just started watching him, and of uh, like my dad and mom, like never even thought about getting me into hockey. But eventually I just spoke up and said something, and they put me in the Learn to Play, and you know, the rest is history.
0: It's almost as if you were meant to do it with like everyone else in the family doing it pretty much.
2: Yeah, exactly. I was almost like born into it. Like it was right there. It was just like you know, it was up to sort of me to make that like initiative and like let my parents know that I'm like interested in it.
0: Excellent. And what are any players you enjoyed watching when you were growing up?
2: Um, I really enjoy like Brendan Shanahan or Holmstrom on the Detroit Red Wings um those were usually um like my top two i loved holmstrom just like i sort of like i enjoy his play i i almost like he's you know he's a grinder in front of the net and that's sort of like the spot i sort of like to hang out in when i do get the chance so those are like the main two
0: i was gonna say you picked a couple of guys that are known as as more power forwards more than anything else
2: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i just I like like especially just like you know you sort of you can relate to them in a way so you know the the ones that sort of grind and work hard I just relate to them better.
0: You played for Asian College alongside two of the previous guests in the podcast actually Christina Wicki and Sarah Sure. What do you remember most about yep. your time there?
2: Probably just like the team dynamic if I'm answering it correctly. I pretty much I remember the the chemistry of the team and you know the fun that we had and it, you know it it translates, you know from the off ice to the on ice um the chemistry that we build and um you know when when you look at you know the girl next to you and you consider them as your sister and you do anything for them it translates on the ice and you know our, especially our last two years or my junior and senior year um we did really well um and I know like there's like 10 of us in my class and even the underclassmen, we all just sort of clicked and had like an unreal um, relationship.
0: How special was it for you, Kristen, and Sarah to all be signed by the Buttes at the same time?
2: It was awesome. Um, honestly, I didn't even, like, by when I graduated, I didn't really even think about it. Like, I, you know, I want to keep playing hockey. I was still looking around, like, where, what I should do or where I should go type of thing. Um, but when I, I believe it was Kristen, um, they were talking about the, the Boston tryout and you know I was like I can't make it out there and uh, I was a little far from my house and it was a little bit of wrong timing for me but and then they told me again and there was one in Buffalo and I'm like well that's a lot closer to my house and I you know I had a, like a place to stay out here so it's just sort of for you know it, wor- it worked out awesome and you know you believe everything happens for a reason so when we were all signed together it was Really, like it was like breathtaking. It was like, you know we came, went from Adrian and we you know did really well together there and clicked really well and then you know translating to the NWHL it was like unreal, you know it's not always easy to come to a different state and uh but you know the transition was more smooth with them too, by my side.
0: Dan ricears last January did you think you'd be in the NWHL?
2: Last January? No, I, I did not, honestly, I didn't even, I didn't even think about it. I just, I didn't know if like, you know, I, I didn't know if I would be able to, you know, make that, that leap, but not at that time I, in January, I didn't really think about it. And, uh, I was more leaning towards maybe like Europe or trying to maybe even just, you know, getting a job in my major and sort of starting my career. Um, so in, in January, I was just more focused on finishing out my, you know, my last like my senior year strong.
0: Dan Rice also asked, he said, why did you choose the number you wear?"
2: Uh 19. So I, um, I chose 19 while I was 19 in college. But uh, before then, I was number 12, which I try to, you know, try to get that number. But uh, it didn't work out at the time. And uh, I was number 19 in soccer, where like in high school. And honestly, number 19 was just given to me in high school. It's just just like a fun type of sport. And they just handed out jerseys, basically. So I got it and I just pretty much ran with it. And, you know, I, I, I love it now. So I feel like it, it suits me, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How have you found the NWHL compared to playing for Adrian College?
2: Um, well, d- definitely, um, it, it's different in a lot of different aspects. I think, you know, especially skill, I guess we can just stick with the skill is, you know, got Asian college division three, great hockey by any means, a lot of talented players in the league, but you go, you know, from that to it, now I'm playing with all division one players The the is, you know, everyone out here is able to play. Everyone has, you know like on like their their skill level is huge and it's it's i mean i i almost like fangirl over like some of my own like teammates just like because i am blown away by like their talent and you know i've never really been surrounded like that by like you know whole entire team of pure talent
0: do you have any game day rituals
2: um yeah it, de- it depends on if it's a home or away game but like home games uh, we usually like to watch like a Disney movie. Um, we transition that. We did that in college also, um, with another one of our teammates, and now we just redo it here also.
0: Excellent. And just talking about the team as a whole at the moment, the Beauts, because obviously under new ownership now, what do you think that means for the future of women's hockey? Uh,
2: I think it's, I think it's huge. Uh, when I heard about it, I was blown away. And you know, we've always talked about, you know, if. If uh, the pergolas are, you know, trying to link up with like the Sabres, it would be huge pl- publicity for us and it would get, you know, the name out there even. Um, for the future, I, you know, things are starting to get better even now. So, you know, even little things are starting to change now and I can only see that improving and getting better the more we, you know, the the more we get into the future here.
0: Going back to last weekend, you scored the winning goal in overtime. What did that mean to you?
2: was uh, it was huge. It was, you know, for for like the team. Even I think, you know, we, I think, starting off this new year, that that is what we needed. We needed that winning goal or we, that winning game. Um, we had, you know, back and forth sort of in the, the first half and. You know, I like how we started off now, so hopefully we can just keep that rolling. So I think it's huge.
0: Today, the NWHL announced a partnership with the Minnesota Wild to host the NWHL All-Star Weekend, another exciting development for the league. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Linking with any type of, you know, NHL team um, is huge for us, for women's hockey. They have so many different types of connections. I think it's it's unreal to be able to almost... um, jump on those connections and, you know, get get the NWHL, uh, the name out there, and then, you know, our individual organizations like the Buttes or the Riveters. um, So it's even, I think it's going to be huge for us.
0: Moving away from hockey, just a couple of quick final uh, points. Um, You sent a tweet yesterday that read, how does one hit a trash can not once but twice with having a backup camera on their car? (laughs) New car problems. What happened?
2: Oh, gosh. Uh, Well, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a little dark on our street. So, you know, I also blame that. But our we don't put out the trash cans every single day or like, you know, every week it's our neighbor. So I didn't even think about, you know, the trash can being out there and I don't look at the camera, you know, like Kristen's like, you have a backup camera. Why don't you just look at that? It'll let you know it's right there. And, but of course I'm looking in like my mirror and it's like really dark on our street. So I just nailed it. And then it's like the first time I hit it, it was cause all the snow is sort of in front of it. And, and then I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should go back to driving school. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and final question: If you weren't a professional hockey player, what other sport would you have liked to play professionally?
2: Other sport, probably soccer. I I grew up sort of. Uh, I played when I was really young, and then I took a lot of time off in between, you know, to really focus on hockey. And then I picked it up back in high school, and I loved it. I loved it in high school. And uh, I wanted to actually play in college, but, you know, our our hockey is really demanding and I want to, you know, I just thought it was one or the other. I got to put 100 percent in. I can't do, you know, 50-50. So I pr- probably soccer. I love the sport. And I like, you know, here and there, I like to run. I like to run for a purpose. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Kaylin, I'd like to thank you for joining me today and would like to wish you and the team all the best for the rest of the season
2: thank you very much for having me I
0: really appreciate it excellent stuff from Kaylin and that just about wraps up today's episode I'd like to thank Kelly and Kaylee for joining me on Women's Hockey Digest every week I'll be joined by players from the NWHL to discuss hockey and much more but for now I've been your host Stephen Elbridge you can find me on Twitter at TalkSport you can find the podcast at WH Digest. don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app all the details will be in the episode notes but until next time it's a good night from me